Hi there, and welcome to the ATS Podcast with me, Will Brown, and John Soulsby, where we break down chunks of health and fitness information into bite-sized pieces, remove a bunch of the noise, and just leave what's relevant. Uh, today we are on episode 31, uh, which is our topic for today being uh, vitamin D supplementation. Yep. Um, I'm literally just taking mine for today. I haven't taken mine yet. But, uh, yeah, I think it's like, for we're based in Scotland, so it's quite more, maybe more of a hot topic than most. Um, but just as like a wee thing, this is from NHS Inform, so this is the NHS, our National Health Service data. Um, but so our, obviously, well not obviously to some maybe, but vitamin D, the source is from sunlight. Um, funnily enough, in Scotland, you don't get much. Yeah. Um, and we only get enough sunlight um, between April and September. And mostly between 11 a.m. and 3 p.m. <laughs> so so essentially none. We get no sunlight. Essentially none. So if you're yeah. in a job, in a role as well, where you're not outside between 11 and 3. Yeah, um, even less. Bon shots. Mm-hmm. Um, from October to March, essentially, we apparently, this is still from the NHS Informer, we need to get vitamin D from food and supplements. Um so some decent food sources are oily fish, red meat, uh, egg yolks, and some fortified cereals and things like that. But I'd say mainly supplements. You're going to really struggle to get a lot of vitamin D from fish. Yeah, you'll need... Um, a lot. It's also, yeah, it's also just worth chucking in if you happen to be you know, vegetarian or vegan, considering that pretty much rules out well, yeah, all of those other in. options. Yeah, you can have some fortified cereals. Yeah, maybe some fortified <coughs> cereals. That's about all you're getting. And you're eating them dry, because you can't have fucking milk. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's a fat-soluble vitamin. It's in foods and stuff. You also get it from the UV rays from the sun. Uh, they hit the skin, and you trigger some vitamin D yeah. synthesis. Um, which is why it's reasonably imperative for folk who live in, you know, the northy north hemisphere to... Yeah supplement and make sure it's part of their diet because we get bugger all sun um if i remember if i if i recall from the uh oh what were those kids adverts like there was kids yogurts adverts that were on about vitamin d helping the absorption of calcium for strong bones and minerals it was like frubes or something back in the day do you remember oh, the one i'm talking maybe. about yeah i vaguely yeah but i couldn't tell you what it's for one of the one of the yeah. better pieces of random general tv nutrition knowledge i've ever seen yeah. Fucking Muller Light or whatever talking about giving kids strong bones because it's got vitamin D to help absorb the calcium in it. I'm like, eh, yeah, reasonable. Um, it is also quite legit. Um, if it does promotes calcium absorption in the gut and maintains adequate serum calcium and phosphate concentrations to enable normal bone mineraliza- mineralization and to prevent hypocalcemic tenity or tetany. Yep. Oh shit, it actually helps cramps as well. Pretty funky. Um, but yeah, you definitely need some vitamin D if you live in the Northern Hemisphere or somewhere without much sunlight. If you live in LA, maybe not. Um, it gained a whole bunch of popularity because there was some stuff potentially linking it to um, the severity of COVID symptoms, I believe. Uh, although I'm looking at something on uh, examine that is like mm, it does nothing. Yeah, it was probably it was theoretically might help, and then actually prove it to probably not. 
not do too much. Yeah. Again, I imagine it'll be like the. This is where it gets into it because they were like, mm, it's. Meta analysis of random control studies found no evidence that vitamin D was beneficial for the pre prevention and treatment of COVID 19. However, the quality of evidence available was very low and doesn't permit any strong conclusions. So, you know, yeah. could be either. The. Um, it's one of those of like, even if there had been, could it really be held up as just the vitamin D that was doing it? Or was it just happened to be that like, people with high vitamin D, aka people who supplement it, also are just really healthy. Um, yeah, which, uh, feel better. yeah, and unsurprisingly, that was a mitigating factor in yeah. COVID-19 severity symptoms. Because it was like, oh wow, <laughs> people who are of good health with no pre-existing conditions, unsurprisingly, didn't really get it too bad for the most part mm -hmm. um yeah vitamin d seems like a good one um if oh if i recall there's um the link between uh oh is it alzheimer's Um, there's something, yeah, there's something to do with, like, um, because I remember looking into it when there was a bunch of uh, concussion stuff coming out um, with the NFL, because mm -hmm. there are certain, again, sneaky things that kind of help, like, your your brain recover from stuff as well as cope with some other things. There's, like, um, Uh, yeah, because they kind of got into the idea that uh, people with Alzheimer's tended to have lower vitamin D levels, and it could help support cognitive function in people with Alzheimer's. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, and in this one, they tested a whole bunch, they tested, again, a fairly small sample size for a study, well, it depends. It's like, it's a randomized, it's an RCO of uh, 210 people with um, Alzheimer's, and cognitive function significantly improved quite a lot of people and like especially i think coming from the fitness industry where most studies are like 14 uh, that's true yeah like i'm not gonna i'm not gonna pick holes but you always want to try like obviously the best thing would be like amazing cross-cultural data oh, over yeah, loads of stuff yeah. but yeah i remember because i remember seeing that because i thought that was where they were linking it that was one of the main reasons they were linking it to um vitamin d as well because as as well as the study sites that they found that there were lower vitamin d levels in people with alzheimer's like culturally the like cases of dementia and Alzheimer's is just way higher in folk that lived in these kind of like funky dark northern places like all of the like right. Scandi Scandi places yeah. like here and stuff like that and I thought it was quite interesting because again like creating it's just a sneaky one that you kind of th don't really think about and it's like yeah. it'd be really fucking cool if that could have some like significant impact and like really help a lot of people yep um, uh, sorry generally oh, yeah. as well it's um, seasonal depression or it's seasonal affective disorder or aptly named SAD yep. by the NHS. Um, vitamin D has been kind of shown to be one of the causes of that mm. specifically. Um, and again, that's in Scotland, that's probably more prevalent than irrelevant than Spain. Um, but vitamin D supplementation can really help with that. Um, I think as well, like one of the key ones is so far, there's not really any negative side effects to vitamin D supplementation as well. 
it is a fat soluble vitamin, so you technically can overdo it. Like you can yeah. get is it vitaminosis? Yeah. But I think as long as you stay within recommended guidelines for vitamin D subs, it it's a bit like anything. If you actually smash half the bottle, then yeah. I'm just laughing at a lot of these like Yeah, a lot of these like international unit recommendations for people, like the bro like let's go with the 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 male and female recommendations for people between 19 and 50 is like 600 international units a day for uh, like the recommended daily allowance for a supplemental uh -huh. vitamin i'm literally yeah. looking at my vit d3 supplement in my hand and i get and there's a 2500 i use <laughs> per capsule so you're like yeah also obviously i say obviously it may not be obvious like supplementation does not directly translate a lot of the time like because like you having a supplement with 2500 international units will not immediately bump your vitamin d blood like blood serum or whatever your vitamin d serum in blood to like mm. 200 nanomoles a liter or whatever the hell it'll be like yeah. it, it won't translate one-to-one -one. you've got to go through like absorption and all this other like it getting parted mm. off for different uses and all kinds of funky stuff that i do not understand um, but yeah, I think in general rule of thumb, it's really good to supplement almost, almost anywhere because most people work nine to five as an example. So yep, that's most of the sunlight hours gone, even in sunnier countries. Um, there's little to no side effects if you follow sensible, like dosages. Tell you what though. Cod liver oil, I know that was a meme for... I say a meme, that was a meme before memes were a thing. Yeah. It's actually, because I'm looking at... I found a, t a table of uh, content, like IU content in different foods. Mm -hmm. It's pretty... The, the cod liver oil is not messing about. Like, one tablespoon of that is, is 1350 IUs. It's like... Oh, that's like less... Oh. Yeah, that's almost... That's about half my little tablet. Yeah. Although it is a tablespoon of cod liver oil, though. <laughs> uh, that's where... Uh... All the pros who used to slam all the cod liver oil for their joints are getting memed on because it's actually just really good vitamin D. And that's possibly why they feel better. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say. Although I, I don't think they cared if it was vitamin D or not. But yeah. No. Well, we got eggs. Eggs. What are the top three? Top three are cod liver oil with 1360 IUs. Uh, trout, three ounces, cooked ounces of trout is 645. And salmon, that's just another fish. Oh, mushrooms. So mushrooms that have, mushrooms you have to eat though. Uh, for half a cup of white mushroom, so that's what 125 grams, oh, if I remember yeah. my Americanism, uh, is 366 I use. It's not bad yeah, for food. Mils, so whatever that is in grams for mushrooms. Well, if it's water, one to one. But mushrooms are not water. That's true. The um. But yes, essentially the half a cup. That's pretty good. Weirdly, it says. Exposed to UV light, i.e., like grown outside, which is kind of funky. So I that would be have to be. I I believe so, yeah. But then mushrooms. Mushrooms really don't. Dark. I was about to say mushrooms don't always grow outside, but they do. Some of them grow like morels and stuff will grow outside. Yeah. The um. The most middle class sentence ever. Um. <laughs> maybe not ever. Maybe maybe not ever, but definitely on this podcast. Um. Oh, soy, soy almond and oat milks. 
You get like a bunch of them are just fortified with vitamin D because they're obviously not real milk. Hmm. Nice. Easy peasy. Plenty of options, folks. Get your vitamin D in, it's really good. Yeah. Uh oh, what's um sunlight exposure? Um Good luck, have fun. Uh yes, attempt. If you live in Scotland, just like, you know, attempt. Yeah, I don't think the tiny beds count either. Uh no, they do not. Um five five to thirty minutes of sun exposure. Yeah, we uh, probably do that in the summer. Yeah, five to yeah, five to thirty minutes. I this is also typically without sun cream on. Yeah. Because open your own gym so that in the summer you can just sit and do nothing outside. UV exposure is the most preventable skin cancer. Federal agencies advise this is where you get all these weirdos that are like anti sun cream because they think it's killing you. It's like <laughs> like SP oh so like sun creams with SPF of eight or more will block vitamin D producing UV rays. So typically, if you want to ensure vitamin D synthesis from the sun, you would get five to thirty minutes. Don't be silly with it. Obviously, if you're like one of those ghostly pale Scottish people with orange hair, air on the five end of that That's recommendation awesome. rather than the thirty minute end. Also, if it's the weird day of the year that's 32 degrees. Yes. <laughs> yeah, 5 to 30 minutes of sun exposure between 10 a.m. and 4 p.m. Uh, and then I would imagine if you have to be outside and are risk it, don't want to get burnt at all, and you shouldn't because, you know, danger, Will Robinson, you should get your fucking SPF duffel coat on and then proceed as normal. Yeah. Knowing that you have, in fact, got your decent amount of sunlight exposure and vitamin D synthesization from UVB and also are now not going to get fucking skin cancer. Yeah. Double win. Unsurprisingly, the mentalist that thinks sun cream is going to kill you could just, you know, do a little bit without it and then put it on and both people would be happy. You'd get your vitamin D. As long as you're not slopping that old, like, lead-based sun cream on your skin, I'm sure you'll be pretty much fine. <coughs> cool. Anything else you want to cover? Nope. I think we pretty much got it.